Hello. So, and welcome. Hi. My name's Josh. To this show. No, it no, isn't. It's no, no, it's not. No, it's not. Wait, there is a Josh here. Sorry. Yeah. Button pusher. Not the one that we care about. Bro. Um, the one day. that we care about. It's okay. Jake's wrong. Not the one we don't care about. <laughs> Josh is right. Anyways, uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Matthew Bonner Moss's Destruction okay. of Children podcast, where we talk about all the ways that Matt has tried to destroy children this week. Hey, where's Matt? Oh, is that yeah, what where we're is doing? Matt? So Matt didn't make it. Um, he didn't want me to say anything. <laughs> he didn't but make it. Matt didn't make it? Uh, so sad. Matt has, you know, when you go to Los J's and you order the burrito and oh, yeah. you got to call out for work the next day and you got to light some candles, not no. because you're going to have a good time. I don't have those problems. Which so burrito? No. Good for you, Steve. Good for you. I order super fries. I can handle my food. <coughs> That's the way to go. Super fries all the way. Los I think J's you have a delicious. medical condition or in a government experiment. No, um, I think you're the one that was the medical condition. Normal people, when they eat Los J's, they get a thing called the brown fountain. <laughs> uh, Taking the browns to the super. Imagine Old Faithful, but all poo. No. Um, so Matt is currently experiencing that <laughs> phenomenon, the brown fountain. <laughs> and he didn't um, make it. Dude, he's like clenched onto the toilet, like trying he didn't to survive. He's a, he's Jack is wrong. He's 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 <laughs> like Houston has he's he's on the phone with Houston. Like, here's the thing: we shot down the the Chinese spy balloon. The U.S. has another problem, um, and that is currently what is developing in the bathroom of Matthew Bonner Moss. He's got a turtle head popping out. Oh, it's not a turtle head, dude. It's pure liquid. Like I said, imagine if Old Faithful was pointing down, coming out of someone's rear end. You, okay. You, the detail you, that Jake have you, have you ever you been right to uh, Golden Corral? Never. Have, you guys have never been to Golden Corral? No. What is that? Wow. So it's a buffet, and they have a chocolate fountain. Just he has in, been to Golden Corral. Just uh, throwing no some corn and maybe some, some meat bits. And that's what Matthew Bonner Moss is currently experiencing. As Gandalf says, uh, things are now in motion that cannot be undone. Hey, weren't you planning on having this uh, fountain at your wedding? Nice. No. <laughs> the Golden Not anymore. Fountain? Never. Corn and meat chunk fountain. All right. So, well, thank you for that. Segway. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, so, yeah. That's why Matt is not here, because he's pooping his pants. Well, his pants are off, so he's he's pooping. Um, he didn't want me to share that, so you're all welcome. Anyways, thank you for coming to a uh, new episode, week, us, this. I'm Badmouth Jake. I'm, go ahead. Steve. Han Solo. I'm the Oracle. And I'm the button pusher. Oh, I thought you were going to say, and I'm hey, regretting hey, this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. And I but, regret you know. being here. I'm regretting answering the door when Jake got here. <laughs> you know, I'm that's, what, that's what my parents Jake's said when birth. they had me. Yeah, exactly. You beat me to Aww, it. Oh, sad. Is it, though? Um, Your birth? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's debatable. Jake is right. Okay. I agree with Josh. It, it is extremely debatable. 
So what's uh, what's going on this week, Jake? Oh, nerdy, nerdy stuff. So we finished up my campaign um, last night. Yay. Um, I allowed uh, Matt to kill Boblin the Goblin, probably our most hated uh, non-player character that we've had to date. We've had some ones that we've uh, despised, um, but none hated as much as Boblin the Goblin. He was, uh, imagine if Matt was a goblin. Um so that was uh that was a thing that uh that happened Fantastic. um this week and so we're getting ready to start a new campaign run by dave and i'm going to be playing a goliath barbarian who's uh, a totem warrior can you guess what animal i chose as my totem squirrel oh no but that is an option that, that, i should have that would be fun. darn hand unicorn oh is that why the thing that i read earlier no 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 so we we uh we also came up with an official group name for our party and we're called the heavy metal unicorn squad (laughs) that was the thing that i read. are you the only unicorn no that's a that's an adult conversation we're not having on that podcast. It, it, That's it a, not what it means. What you think it does? Um, no. So I don't think you mean. What there's you a. Mean. This is weird. This is weird. I guess joke that we have within the party that Brian collects unicorns, and so it's just a, it's a thing, and so we're like, metal's pretty brutal. We like unicorns, and we're a squad. So I guess we're the heavy metal unicorn. So is squad. it is it like if you mixed um, My Little Pony? with acdc something like that acdc's garbage um so no Um, jake is wrong imagine if you mix like lorna shore with unicorns um or uh black dahlia murder with unicorns dave navarro's autobiography and he collects unicorns i hate dave navarro i hope someone would hit him with the truck he's a he's a he's a terrible human being and you know not i wouldn't be sad if someone uh you know drove by his house and gave him the old pop pop and then stole all his unicorns no and they ended up in your squad yeah you should have all his unicorns (laughs) so segway but yeah that was kind (laughs) of that was kind of my week nice cool what was your week like, Steve? Work. And stuff and things. Noise. <laughs> Do we have <laughs> a cricket button? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, there is. Sweet. Awesome. Sorry, I can't. You just watched the second Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Movie. Well, yeah, today. We just because we, we watched we the just first finished one. Two towers about an hour and a half ago. Yeah, I, I went above and beyond all you guys. I actually watched all of them, not the first one again, but just oh, yeah? two or three. Cool. Hey, Josh. Uh, no one likes to show off. <laughs> Sorry, you're my hero, Josh. This, this guy. Man. Did Asher watch it with you? Who invited him? Only a little bit. Oh come on! I, I tried, but he kept on. Doing his thing. Oh man. man. Yeah, it's called parenting, Josh. Yeah, yeah, Maybe you should try it. That's how your kid gets addicted to drugs. If if they're if they're a nerd, they don't have money for drugs, 
because they're too busy buying nerdy stuff like Dungeons and Dragons and Legos. Oh yeah, it's other, expensive. Other nerdy things I did in the last day or two. I printed a Star Destroyer yesterday. Nice. And a TIE Interceptor. Have you uh, destroyed any and, stars? And I printed Orthonk. And I'm printing Baradur right now as we speak. Orthonk looks pretty stinking. Have you? Uh, yeah, it does. Have you seen those people on like TikTok and Instagram where they're 3D printing like a, a topography map mm-hmm. of like the world? You should do that, but of like Middle Earth. Ooh, that would be cool. And then you could put it on a table and then resin fill it. Nifty. Yeah, see if somebody's made one. I'm sh- Someone has. Oh, I'm sure. What did you do this week, Brian, since part of it was not at home with me? Uh, let's see. Worked. Drove around people with Uber. Went to Utah for, what, like... 36 hours there and back. Learned about decentralization in business, which was fun. Drove back really fast to make it to church Sunday morning without sleep. Oh, wait, no. I had 45 minutes of sleep. It was great. Really? You slept? Yeah. After the dogs woke me up because you got home at 4.30? Yeah. Cool. (laughs) That's cool. That's how, how he lost his hand. The hey, hey, Brian, off. did that yeah, hurt when she threw all that hand. shade at you? Oh. <laughs> Are you just going to take that? Cricket, cricket, cricket. Yeah, yeah Brian, what are you going to do about it? I'm going to slap you with my right hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was boring. Oh, oh right good there. old slapstick comedy. Not, not him. He was sorry. I worked and I was put on vocal rest at the end of the week. Um, to which everybody at work was like, We're gonna be in meetings anyway, so you're just gonna talk to everybody and answer all the phones anyway. So that was fun. Um, I think I'm pretty much caught up on Adventure Zone steeplechase at this point because that's all I could really do while having no voice. And have yeah. you tried going to the grocery store and getting one? Um, I went to the grocery store. I got cozy socks because Dude, I was sad, and you, then that's it. You gotta buy those at the voice store. Oh, you you don't eat voices, so they're not sold at the grocery store. You know, Amazon has this new subscription. It's called Voice Box. Um, it's only like fourteen bucks a month. You should look into that. Okay. For when you need a voice and you don't have one. <laughs> You know, talk. I just play. I did actually get to sing this morning, even though I still sound like I have no voice. So that was pretty cool. Excellent. It was cool. Yeah. And Josh got to be my uh, my yeah. sound guy. Yep, it was a good time. <clears throat> so. He didn't auto tune me too much, I don't think. So that was good. You didn't sound like Cher. <laughs> I didn't sound like Cher. No. No, you did not. And the peasants rejoiced. <laughs> We need a hooray Anyway, let's uh, move on. Yeah, we got news that's nerdy in... Wait, Josh. What? what did you do this We week? don't care about Josh. I do. Josh Rings. is my child. I did watch Lord of the Rings. Is that Rings, all you did? And I rewatched uh, some Vox Machina. Because I haven't started into the second season yet. But I'm getting ready to. Oh, I haven't finished episode nine yet. 
And uh, I worked and had to deal with Christy's craziness all week. Mm, I was crazy. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it was a good time. I take so. no responsibility for that. Oh, somebody somebody asked if Brian was my son the oh, other yeah, day right. at work. So Christy is now her. <laughs> We're getting close to I'm my own grandpa. Yeah. Josh, you're no, our No, kid. no, no, no. You're your own <laughs> brother. I'm my own father. And father. brother. Yeah. And brother. Wait. But I'm your dad and your brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Christy, uh, you're going to have to explain Wait, wait. Okay. Little. Sorry. Sorry. We got to. <laughs> <laughs> We broke Jake. <laughs> you broke cheating. Someone at church Jake. asked mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. if your husband mm-hmm. was your son. Yes. Yes, sir. And you guys have <laughs> held hands and shown appropriate displays of affection. Yes. They were the of a different generation. No, no, the, it's, it's a yes or no answer. Yes. Accurate. Mm-hmm. What's going on in their house that they feel like that's appropriate to do to your son? This was a senior Going in for a senior small group. I'm what kind sure of accent they did they have? He had a like handlebarish mustache. Oh, he's totally from the south, so yeah, it's probably normal. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Um, so, in case you don't all know, Josh Kettle over here is my fake son. Due to one day, I was making a speech that had to do with my real son, and somebody thought I pointed at Josh. And so she went up to him, to Josh, after the speech and said that his mom did a great job. They both have beards. They both have beards. That must be the thing. So Josh is my fake son. Asher is my fake grandson. And now Josh has a fake brother that is also his fake dad. Asher's uncle and grandpa. (laughs) This is a messed up family. So your mom is dating your brother. Yeah. (laughs) He's married to his brother. There's this ancestral thing going on. And now she's your... Grandmother-in-law? I'm my own dad. <laughs> Asher's grandmother-in-law? I'm my own father as well. Isn't that cool? That's called no Back one to the Future. <laughs> um, I, was, I was thinking it was so similar to Futurama. Anyways, so talking about um, chopping uh, some weird... <laughs> yeah, talking about things being chopped. Bruh. So... <laughs> a burn. Um, so Disney chops prices at $5,000 a night for the Star Wars hotel. Um, so yeah, so I guess people have been, and this is funny because our main topic kind of revolves around this. Um, but Disney slashes prices at widely criticized, ultra expensive Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, where some rooms have been considered a windowless bunker. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you expecting your spaceship to have real windows in it looking out at the Florida? Yes. People for $5,000, absolutely. Yeah, they should have made like a whole dome. No, I'm not I'm not I'm not had stars talking like about that. It's it. a spaceship. Yeah. That's supposed real. to be looking out into space. So build you your don't hotel. put real windows in a spaceship looking out into space. Put a dome hotel that's it. not in space. That is space shaped. You also don't like charge $5,000. No, I know, and that's it. absolutely <laughs> Yes. So I mm. normally don't agree with Steve. I think some of yeah. I think they, they did do it. that. It wasn't in the budget. And I think that's probably why they charge so stinking much so, so they can get their money back. Did you the... see the rooms? They don't have anything like that. Well, then you suck. I'm sorry. Maybe you shouldn't be a cheapskate. Did you just call me a cheapskate a with cheapscape? a P? 
Yep, he did. Well, now you don't have to be because it's only seven. Wait, wait, wait. Nobody has ever been a cheapskate. A cheapskate? Try cheapskate. I want a tricked out <laughs> whatever. That is twenty thousand dollars. Just anyways. Yeah. So five thousand dollars a night is point, absolutely my, stupid. My point is, like Steve says, you don't go to a Star Wars hotel expecting a view. But why? Uh, wouldn't to... you expect to view stars? Yes, but that's not the thing people are complaining about. They're complaining about not having windows. To view stars from. Yes, but that's not windows. But they're also complaining about other things, like the yeah. lightsaber battle thingy, or the lightsaber tutorial being boring, and the fact that you have to pay extra amounts for Well, I'm sorry that you were a popular cheerleader in high school and peaked then, <laughs> and decide to marry the rich nerdy guy, and you don't have a effing personality, Becky. Get over yourself. <laughs> Karen. <laughs> not quite Karen. God, what? <laughs> Didn't we come up with Jennifer for that one? Jennifer. Here, this is this is why I so, think Madison with two I Ys so, is really good for Wong because at least she's not superficial and stupid. She's just stupid. You're saying she's deep and not superficial. Isn't like, it two ends and a Y, but not where you think? Yes. Thank you for correcting. There's me. a Z in there as well. No, there isn't. Don't don't disrespect Madison, okay? We we know she's really gonna be the one that saves everyone from secret wars. I mean, she has to be. That's the plot twist. Anyways. Hey man, you're just Wong. Ha! Oh, that would be really it. kind of a huge bummer. What if Jake she was Wong. Mephisto? <laughs> What's that? That would break. Would you, his did heart. you call that a bummer? Yeah. That wouldn't be a bummer. That would be. No, because awesome. here's the thing: like Wong finally found the best friend he deserves, and then turns out total bad guy. That's a girl, but a guy. I think she's worse than Mephisto, probably a little bit. No, she's um, she's the hero we deserve. You could twist it and make her into Lady Death, and it'd be hilarious. Um. Anyways, so yeah, moving, moving, moving on. Different franchise. Um. Bam. There's. It's so funny because a lot of these articles are kind of on point for tonight. So, Netflix expands premium features and wake up password sharing. Um, Netflix has announced an expansion of its premium plan feature amid the rollout of password sharing crackdown. The new feature includes an increase in the number of download devices from your four to six, as well as the availability to spi spidal audio, spatial more, audio, spatial. whatever, on more than <laughs> 700 streaming services, top of watch titles, including likes of Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. Um, Netflix describes. Okay, what? Features so, available at no additional cost. So here's my issue: you need six recording devices in your one household. You're supposed to use. Yeah. So here's the thing: they're trying to backpedal and they're they're trying to save themselves. Um, for it, and I, I'm going to say this: Netflix has the right to do what they want with their company, Absolutely. but I think they're stupid, and they're. It's. You know, it's like when a kid says, like, oh, I want a new iPhone, and mom says no, so he throws and breaks his iPhone and says, are you going to get me a new one now? Oh, you Expecting... mean like what Jacob literally did to us four times this year? Yes, yes, we Okay, understand. so it's just like that situation, right? Like, they're like, oh, don't share your password or we're going to do this thing. And then we're like, no. And they think it's going to work out for them. Anyways, so Netflix rolls out what that, that plan and is. And then he gets a um, And so essentially... Now, it, every 31 days, your device has to connect to the original Wi-Fi um, 
that you set up your account on, or it's going to be blocked. In order to unblock, you've got to call in and pay a fee. So there's a lot of issues that we have with this, right? So truckers, those who are on the road, who stay at hotels, if you set up your account there, you're, you're losing your account. Uh, kids in college, right. how often you lose have your account? To do it for every, every 31 30 days. days. 31 days. Most truckers are home at least once. At least once in that amount so of time. So the issue is, what if you decide to get Netflix while you're on the road? Or the say that account is at some quality yours, in the your account cases. is still tied right. to your. You it's know, not tied to address. the Wi-Fi though. It's not tied. No. It's yeah. So that's a huge issue. Not only that, like, there's a lot of. Uh, not so technologically savvy, you know, older folk who use their kids as wife. Yeah. Long story short, it's uh, really inconvenient for a lot of people. Yeah, complexity um, and they're going to lose a lot of. So if you change your router, does that also yes with you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you change internet providers or anything like that in 31 days, you are going to have to call, pay a fee, have them change it, um, on there, and so it's. This is the most, it, it, it's really dumb. And they're trying to backpedal and say like, oh, well, it's not going to be that harsh. Um, there have been people who work for Netflix that have left because of this, because of like some of the verbal abuse that they've gotten from customers, which is, I think, ridiculous. Like you shouldn't treat anyone for customer service like that. They're just doing their job um, saying that that's not the case, that they've been being trained on this for about six months. So it's not a, a work in progress. This is like something that they have planned unrolling out and now they're trying to backpedal i feel sorry um, for like travel nurses because they're never going to be back at their same no. wi-fi no they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of people that <clears throat> so right so here's them. where it's gonna it, create a lot more wealth for netflix though yeah so here's this is this is where it gets really really this is where it gets funny so the after they roll this out disney and other streaming services have publicly been they're like, you know, they're like, well, what are you guys going to do about password sharing? And Disney and other are like, we don't care. Hmm. We don't care. Why? Because they know they make money based off of, you know, their their views and their right. streams. Right. And then not only that, like Paramount Plus, for example, you press pause, you know, or Peacock, an ad shows up instead of them running an ad. So you press pause, there's an ad there. So they're also making money on advertisement. That doesn't interrupt your, your streaming. So... For Netflix to say that they're they're losing all this money is right. is ridiculous. And then to try to like come on top of that and be like, hey, you know what? Um, we're gonna give you a premium plan if you're already a premium member, right? And, and just like throw in these little extra things to make sure that oh, this is okay, right? Yeah, we'll give you two more things that you can record on in your. Because that's exactly home. what I need. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Right, and so the. So part of the issue that we're seeing with Netflix is they're playing the age-old game, uh, I'm going to say it more family-friendly, mess around and find out. And they have messed around, and Netflix's content hasn't been amazing as of lately. And yeah. so when you have other companies that don't really care if you share your password with your cousins, your friends, or whatever, why are they going to stick around? I have yet if, to see the new Knives Out. Have you seen it? No. No. Oh, the glass mm-hmm. onion. Mm-hmm. No, glass not onion. Yet. It's good. Is it good? Yeah. Uh, is, not a fan of Edward Norton. I think he's a POS. Anyways, um, so point of sale. I get it. Uh, mm-hmm. So it starts with the fans, and then I believe if enough people leave, production companies will start losing in breaking their contracts along with Netflix. Um, 
So they're essentially they thought they're like, oh, we killed Blockbuster. They are becoming Blockbuster. Um, yep. So uh, it sucks to suck Netflix. That's all I have to say on that. It was that. always Blockbuster. I used to work for Netflix. It was not the best job in the world. Yeah. Actually talking DVD about that days. last night. Yeah, back in the DVDs. What's we had your this, take like, on it, Steve? We had this great um, uh, machine that had teeth on it that we could like probably die if we touched wrong. It was fun. A wood chipper? No. <laughs> it was a belt. Exactly. A belt with teeth. And if we had to throw the DVDs on it, it would read their barcode and then it why would... Didn't, why didn't you just have uh, McGregor do it? Give me your belt. Yeah. Give um, me your belt. Because you and McGregor was not me. around. That's why I don't work for not, Netflix anymore. Not you and McGregor. Um... Anyways, so also in crazy other news that is messed up, um, Activision Blizzard is being charged $35 million by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission uh, for failing to maintain disclosure controls related to complaints of workplace misconduct and violating whistleblower protective rule. So basically they are um, trying to keep their own employees from... Uh, being able to talk to the commission and uh, mm. make complaints, so they just wanted notice, is what it says in there. Yeah, like, they, yeah. they weren't trying to keep them from it, but they wanted no. notice. Well, and <laughs> part of the issue with this is this stuff happened before Activision bought Blizzard, and it was Blizzard happening within Blizzard. Right, and right. Blizzard isn't its own company anymore, so it's weird to me that. Yeah, it's it's weird. And, and not only that is like it was like not even a thing to be like, oh, I can't believe they whistle blew. That's scummy. No, but didn't was... Blizzard have like sexual harassment stuff going yeah, on? Yeah, there, which, there were a few of their. Which to me, if you aren't whistleblowing on that, you're you're scummy. Like you're worse mm-hmm. than the company then that's trying to cover it up because mm-hmm. you're actively watching this happen. And, so yeah, and I don't think it was ever a thing of them trying to cover it up. It just. It happened, and it came out, and they've been dealing with that for the last, like, five years yeah, or so. Yeah, so this is just more of a result of This is just stuff. results of the stuff that happened within it's Blizzard happened. years ago now. Fun. Yeah, um, so that's just kind of a... That's... Man, companies just suck. It's, it, 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 it's crazy to me how we're kind of... Finding a lot of this stuff out <laughs> as fan, we're, we'll, we'll, this is the main topic. We'll get to it later. Anyways, so getting another thing on there, kind of burning through all this. So the Marvel multiverse role playing game to feature multiple books. Um, so this according suck. Yeah, this isn't. I'm I'm excited for this. According to the media release, fans will soon be able to put the power of the Marvel universe in their own hands, much like the Infinity Gauntlet. Hands. Um, yes. <laughs> Quit being handed, Jake. Well, except for Brian. He doesn't get to play. Um, in addition to the previously announced core rulebook, the adventure book, RPG players can also look forward to brand new X-Men source books coming in 2024. Um, I think this is really cool. I think we're seeing a development of a legitimate uh, Marvel RPG. I know they had Heroclix, which was like a multiversal right. RPG, but they had like their own weird system. That wasn't system. really an RPG, though. I mean, have you ever played it? Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it, 
felt like an RPG, but not really. But it, it definitely wasn't. It, it definitely is not a RPG. No. It's a it's a minis game. Um, you fight each other. It's pretty cool, but yeah, it's definitely not RPG. Yeah. So. Anyways, so it's it's really cool that they're carrying source books and stuff like that and and lore, where. I guess depending on how you're building your character or whatever, it's going to have certain attributes of other specific um, characters and, and traits and so on and so forth. So I think that's uh, that's really cool. I'm really excited for that, and I'm excited for the development of this. So, you know, it, it'll be cool because we're going to see, like, probably a villain source book, you know, okay. so on and so forth. Maybe an Asgardian source book. That'd be cool. We so expect a one shot coming from us, you know, after and the core book comes out at least. That comes out August second, just yeah. so you know. Yep. It's gonna be a good time. And there's several other ones still coming out too. Expansions. Uh, expansions like Cataclysm of of Kong. King. King, sorry. And uh X Men expansion in twenty twenty four. So those look pretty nifty. awesome. And nifty. Nifty and awesome. Yeah, it looks. Uh, this looks. This looks promising, and I'm not a. Uh, I am not upset about it at all. Um. So that'll be that'll be pretty cool, and then we also have for comic book news. No, no, we got TV and movie news first. Oh, you're you're right, you're right. TV movie news. I forgot to move that around in yeah. the. Yeah. Uh, no, you're good. In the in so, the notes. Uh, volume two of yes. Star Wars Visions. The. Mm-hmm. Uh, anime anthology is coming out soon with nine episodes, right? Yes, mm-hmm. nine. Right? Yeah. Nine That's going to be companies. cool. Yeah, nine different studios, kind of like the first the first season, I think, was only six episodes, though, wasn't it? Did you say it? there's was one eight? called I Am Your Mother? Yes, yes, there is. That's going to be fun. Interesting. Yeah. I kind of like this just for the, the reason of the all the studios being able to come together and it just kind of makes so, me feel like we're all part of that Star Wars universe. You here's, know? well, and it, here's and this, it, here's the studios, real quick. We got El Guiri from Spain, Cartoon Saloon, Ireland, Punk Robot out of Chile, or Chile, Ardman out of the UK, Studio Mir, which is South Korea, Studio La Cachette, no, Cachette, mm-hmm, Cachette, yeah, that's France. Sorry, I read it like it was in Spanish before I saw that it was from France. (laughs) 88 pictures out of India, Triggerfish out of South Africa, and Art... I don't know how to pronounce that one. Satagio. Slash Lucasfilm. Yeah, it's a Japanese Japanese studio in collaboration with Lucasfilm. And the titles of each short... Sith, Screechers Reach, In the Stars, I Am Your Mother, Journey to the Dark Head, The Spy Dancer, The Bandits of Golak, Owl's Song, and The Pit. Ow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ow, that's A-A-U. <laughs> I'm assuming that's how that's pronounced. You know what they should do? They should have Thanks, like a, a spinoff of... Um, of uh, like for Star Wars, and instead of calling it um, Luke, I am your father, be like, Luke, how I bet your mother. 
That'd be great. Look how I met your mother. Sweet. And then so, we'll have uh, Neil Patrick Harris playing Obi Wan. Oh, please. oh dear. Except he turns evil at the end. I feel like that would just fit him perfectly. Anyway, we got The Mandalorian season three is coming out here real soon. Absolutely. Yes. Steve's not salivating right now. I'm, dude, I'm excited for this. He absolutely is. <laughs> but I missed. Mm-hmm. I, I know they announced when it comes out March 1st. Right. Wait, there was a season two? There was. <laughs> don't make me tell Christy to punch you. <laughs> We've established I don't hit my husband anymore. No, I didn't say you would, but I that well, doesn't maybe, stop me from telling you to. Maybe you should start, because clearly whatever you're doing is not working. <laughs> I just like to, you know, well, yeah. throw salt in the wood. Super excited for that. I know there's a lot of people that have been waiting impatiently for season three. I've even had people ask me if they were making any more Mandalorian because it's been so long since season two. It has been a while. But they've had other projects that happen in between. Correct. So. Well, so and you want to know some like a fun fact about Pedro is so if you look at all the shows he's been in, he is not he's not been in a show that's been less than eighty six percent rated on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, he's he's a very good actor who's been in very good things, with the exception. Of Wonder Woman 84. Agreed. Haven't seen it. I wanted to like it. I haven't it. seen it yet either, but I haven't heard from a single person who has seen it that said it's even yeah, worth watching. Yeah, it's not good. Which it's doesn't not, bode very well for it. It's not yeah. terrible. You're but the first person either. who has said that it's not terrible. Yeah, but... Well, that was Jake. That's Jake, non- so... Ironically, I, I really <clears throat> wanted to like it, because I, I love... So here, here's the thing. The fight scene between... Uh, Wonder Woman and the Cheetah Girl villain. It's not. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Um, but him as a villain, Pedro. It, it was a. Yeah. Anyway. It was yeah. Bad. But he's done great. Eighty six percent on everything else. Um. So Gamma Rebirth trailer. Um. How. How was that? Don't know. Anyone watched it? I haven't nope. watched it. Nope. Don't even nope. know what Gamma Rebirth is. <laughs> He's a hey, Josh, you know, right? You, uh, you know what it is? What? <laughs> Come on, Josh. I don't know what Gamma I, Rebirth is, but I've heard of Gamera Rebirth. Gamera. Whatever. Tell me about it. Jeez. I don't know anything about it. I just know it. I've heard of it. It's a kaiju yep. uh, anime. Anyways, I guess if you're a fan of it, they have a, a trailer now. Cool. It's a awesome. six-episode series that will see Gamera battling five different kaiju. Oh, this is Gamera from, isn't from Gamera, the Godzilla uh, yeah, universe, isn't it? That's what I was thinking, too. I think it is. That's okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so it's Gamera so that versus was, that's five other kaiju. Yes. I mean, it looks cool. Looking cool and being cool are two different things, Josh. Well, yeah, we know that because you exist. Thanks, Christine. I appreciate your <laughs> your confidence. Oh, the character and its first film were intended to compete with the success of the Godzilla film series. Mm. So it's not part of technically part of Godzilla. Huh. I always thought it was. 
here. I thought it was just the character from Guardians of the Galaxy that disappeared. Gamora. That's, that's two different words, man. <laughs> the letters look the same to me. Bragging sure you just lost your hand, right? Not your eyes. Yes. I heard uh, most hand victims... Uh, use, hand victims? Um, victims of hands? Yes. <laughs> victims of the hand, you know. Yeah. Someone's laughing. Um... <laughs> With what? She meant Jake, and not... Make him a victim? <laughs> so, you know, they have vis- they have vision problems, too. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Anyways. Vision was a cool guy. Vision is a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I hear that bro. there's a plan for a possible superhuman... Superhuman. Yeah. Superman video game um, coming up. I yeah, it's, it was called Injustice. Injustice? No, so, Injust Us. Injust Us. I would play it. Superman's awesome. Super awesome. Well, it was really close when he killed the Ku Klux Klan. That was the only thing you liked. No. You liked no, it. He oh, liked no, when he beat up the Nazis. Nazis. That's right. In, in front of children. <laughs> well, it's important to. Hey, set that if you example. don't beat up Nazis in front of children. Then what are we doing here? Is, yeah. <laughs> this just in. Remember, punch a Nazi in front of your kids. Exactly. Because punching a Nazi is never wrong. Never. Unless they can't see. Then that they're considered Nazis, and they're different than Nazis. Oh. Again, that's all in the spelling. Which, you know... All right, comic change. book news. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, um, so in comic book news, so Dark Horse has announced a cool uh, comic book, free comic book day silver issue um, that I would love to open up. So, (laughs) Chrome. So, Dark Horse's free comic book day silver 2023 title will feature new stories from Star Wars The High Republic Adventures and Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm Ooh. I'm kind of liking that just from those two, two yeah. of my favorite series of all time I, I really so free comic book day has become like bigger and bigger it's it's almost kind of like a like a teaser for upcoming showcase titles that will be you know premiering in um the upcoming year so you really kind of get to feel out for like what uh what titles are going to be coming out and what you could be reading you know, so it's uh, it's always a good time. It's it was cold. honestly my favorite day working at Hastings every year. I can I can understand that. Except for all of the Archie comics that we got, it's like nobody wants these. My favorite day is when Link works. I'm sorry, what? When the Link works? Oh yeah, it's not working. That's that. See, that's called a personal problem. No, that would be called a, the Link is not working problem. Working for all of us. Nope. Nope. Oh. Ha. Well, <laughs> works for me, so it sucks to suck. Um, so, yeah, so free comic book day, you could look forward to grabbing those titles from Dark Horse, um, which is pretty pretty cool, pretty nifty, super excited. Um, what will also you be... Hear that? Ex- it's both nifty and cool. Nifty and cool. Groovy. That is Fantastic. swell. Groovy. It, it, that, that is correct. The You're term will be it's groovy. Um, the immortal words of Bruce Campbell, groovy. 
Anyways, so another groovy thing, and Steve, you'll be excited for this. So backstories are collected in Critical Role, the Mighty Nine Origins Library Edition. Um, yeah, since I haven't gotten any of the or well, no, I think I have one of them. But yeah, I think I want to pick up the library edition sometime instead of all of them separate. Yeah, no, it'll be uh, it'll be really cool. And then I think you know if you haven't had a chance to collect all the titles for that uh, backstories, you'll be able to do so by just you know doing your uh, doing a thing. Your yeah, something you should definitely check. Yeah. Mighty Nine. Yes. Yeah, Mighty Nine, and I'm I'm so excited. Uh, if you guys haven't been watching Critical Role, uh, I mean not Critical Role, yeah, Critical Roles. Um, Legends of Box Machina. It's so good. I uh, I really like Scanlan's uh, story development this time. Dude, he, yeah. That that okay. Spoiler alert. But the ballad between the Sphinx, so good. I like, I like, got it, and I'm making it a ringtone. Nice, because it's gotta be like. All right. Anyways, so moving on to some colder news. Um, it looks like Captain America: Cold War has started. Cool. That is super cool. I'm excited. This is a title that I've been waiting for for uh, a while now. Um, and so it, it begins the upcoming crossover between Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, and Captain America, Symbol of Truth. Uh, we'll begin this April. It's all been leading to this, and a new era of Captain America will begin as both Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson picked up the shield and embarked on separate journeys. Um, in the pages of Colin Kelly Jackson, Lansing, and Canero's Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, and Tochi's, uh, Sylvia's, and uh, Captain America, Symbol of Truth. Um, so they'll reunite for Cold War, an exclusive crossover event. They'll make them question everything to believe and in each other. Um, so essentially, I think what this is going to do is it'll kind of... Uh, no, I think they're going to break up. Uh, seems like it. The bromance ends? I, I really think so. I see that Bucky aligns with the White Wolf. That'll be fun. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna be seeing a lot of. I um, was the White Wolf. I get. No, and not no, not no, in the no. comics. Um, so we're gonna be seeing a lot of like questions and stuff being answered and asked, and I think ultimately we're going to decide who is the, I guess, the Captain America, who's gonna be the Sentinel of Liberty, and, um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm I'm curious to see who who the other heroes. Uh, decide to, to back up. I'm kind of, in this. Yeah, I'm glad to see the uh, good. the battle between the two finally kind of emerging a little bit more. Yeah. Do you do you have a, a preference on who you're uh you're backing in all this? I'm still kind of catching up to make that decision, but um okay, if you if you had like to guess like let's say like you had to make a decision right now. Probably um I, I would have to go with Steve, the original. You'd have to go with the OG? Yeah. I just, I mean, grew up with them, you know, and just uh, that, that original um, 
Yeah. Let's 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 save everyone. Let's do the best that we can in the right way. Um, mentality just kind of always impressed me. I agree, and you know, for for me at least, um, any time that uh, when Sam Wilson first took up the shield, he really had the sense of entitlement, and not necessarily he didn't look at it as a as a burden like he did in the show. In the show, I felt like he better represented what the shell the shield meant right however in the comics he was really arrogant and entitled right. to that position um well and in the in the um show as well you know he didn't have steve there to really compete against it was passed on to him i think if i was to gonna him. go for sam i'd be looking for some character development in in him before i would be hmm. on his side I, I think there's definitely <clears throat> has been character development. I don't think he's as arrogant. Um, also, in his defense, too, like, right when he picked up the shield, the events of Secret Empire happened. So there's, a, you know, a lot of, I guess, failing on his part kind of, like, took place very quickly and pretty quickly. Um, That's very quickly and pretty quickly. At the All same time. Um, so, yeah, so he picks up the shield... Steve gets his powers back, and he's like, cool, what does this mean for me? And then, boom, you know, he's a bad guy, and so now he's like, great. Now I look like an idiot. I look incompetent, um, along with, like, this, this, like, like he inherited it. So, like, you know, I'm Captain America. Like, everyone has to show me the same respect as they did Steve, and it's just like, mm. you're, you're not Steve, though. Yeah. There's a huge difference. If you got to say it, then you're not it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. Um, I kind of feel like... I, to be honest, just like there's only one Superman, there's only one Captain America. Yes. Everybody else is kind of like. Well, then you oh. would then you would hate uh, the United States of Captain America. That, that, that's very true. That uh, <laughs> that that run would not be something you'd like. Because um, there's multiple people with a shield. It doesn't mean I wouldn't uh, appreciate it and look at it. You know. Who, Does a shield make you Captain America? No. 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 It's the what you stand for. Anyways, um, and so yeah, that will be our uh, comic book news. Other than comic book news, we have been reading and reviewing um, through Matt's choosing uh, Punisher Kill Crew. Which Josh is so excited about. Volume 3. He is giddy. So, um, as mentioned before, I've never really read a uh, Punisher run where it's a standalone for the Punisher. And I'm really glad that Matt chose this one and that this is my first one. This is an interesting Punisher title. It yeah, is. It is. Um, but So volume three, right? So probably out of the ones that I've read, this is my favorite so far. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so we, in, in this one, we see the Punisher. Uh, it's met up with Jugger- Juggernaut. He's facing down um, some frost giants. Well, yeah, he and Foggy found Juggernaut, who was being tortured by Frost Giants and getting ready right. to kill him. Which is weird, because, uh, so Juggernaut is, not only is he a magic man, but super buff. He's a very powerful psychic. Um, those who don't know, he's Xavier's brother. Um, he's actually the better one out of the two. Xavier's kind of a total a-hole. And, anyways, we'll get more to that. But he, uh, I think he makes a really good, dumb, bulky, brawny sidekick <laughs> to the Punisher. 
like flat out and we really kind of see a side of the juggernaut that we don't see too often and um i think this is the first time i've seen the juggernaut like cry (laughs) (laughs) he's he's so really juggernaut's like kind of a really sensitive dude yeah um he just has to show it because you know he's the juggernaut um, anyways, artwork on the uh, the the animated series didn't do him any justice. No, they right. made him really dumb. Uh, I mean, he still is, but w- he's actually intelligent. He's the he dumbest. He's not dumb. He, he has no common sense. He has no, but he is intelligent. Yeah, like give him a paper and tell him to solve time travel. He'll do it. Um, have him clean a toaster. He's putting it in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Can can figure out time travel. Huh. Uh, high, not great with toasters high wisdom and low um intelligence, intelligence. yes yeah. uh, no, no. other way other around. way yeah so high, high intelligence, intelligence low, low wisdom, wisdom. Mm. um <laughs> anyways so the the we'll, we'll get to that part because i think that was all three of our favorite right. parts <laughs> the artwork is is gotten better i remember if you remember the last time i was here um from the caesar premiere i had a complaint about how like part of it felt rushed and sloppy mm. Right, and some of the face development and stuff like that. It seems like by now they've really corrected that. And the artwork is consistent. The color palette in this is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the artwork is great. The cover art has for this entire run so far has been phenomenal. On point. One of my favorite things about comic books is always the cover art. You can never go wrong with it, and it's just chef's kiss. Um, there are so many wallpaper moments where you could just take a screenshot and make that your wallpaper. And my wallpaper moment, we'll just have to call that from <laughs> now on in comics, is, um, well, there's several. So the first one I'd like to mention is when the Punisher's talking about the mission and he hands them the drawings and, like, the pictures of the kid's parents and he just starts... Yes, yeah, just starts, like, crying. It's like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna do this for sure for the kids. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And then, which is just again hilarious to me. Thinking, I mean, it just really does show the Juggernaut soft side, but just this huge in panels before where he's like pummeling through the giants, like yeah. completely annihilating them. Yeah, and then so, it's like, oh, these kids. So before that, right, um, the Juggernaut and Foggy get in the get in the van, and the Punisher tells Foggy not to throw up in the van. That's his one rule. Um, so. Off panel, off screen, the Punisher is doing something uh, to one of the Frost Giants. And um, you see the speech bubble of, ah, um, oh God, I'll tell you where he is, just stop. And then the Juggernaut's, oh no, oh God. And immediately goes to the panel of the Juggernaut throwing up all over Foggy. (laughs) So, and then it cuts back to the Punisher with the sword and the frost giant's still alive, saying, "Please, you're not gonna hurt me again." And he's like, "Not uh, if you don't." Move. And then <laughs> kills him. Um, I think just the if you haven't read, yeah, just the juggernaut's face in it <laughs> by itself explains everything. Yep. Uh, and then and then Foggy yeah. gets blamed anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Foggy is completely covered in puke. He's like, well, "What did I tell you, Nelson?" Don't get so, sick in the war wagon. Sorry. <laughs> so that's uh that's my that's that's like my that's my uh <laughs> I just love the com- like the, the, the combination of um the action packed um like awesome panels. Right. 
um, with the comedy in there is just, oh, and there's one other panel in here that just, like, cracked me up when, um, Juggernaut at the end was like, this must be what it's like to be Santa. Oh, yeah. On the, the, band with the pictures of the, uh, the monsters in his hands from the kids. It's like, if Juggernaut were to ever be Santa, he'd be going and destroying. You know, I, I hope one day that um the juggernaut gets a one shot where that can be a thing for him and they can go back to that moment oh i would where I would. he's explaining to santa claus that he accidentally knocked out that like you know i talked about this about frank one day and i never thought it would happen because <laughs> santa claus is an, uh, an omega level mutant correct um so we but all that's know a- that santa claus is actually a robot and that he kills people because we're all actually evil. Yes, so, we're all on the naughty list. This is wrong. You know what you said is somewhat historically true. So during the Nicene, the Council of Nicaea, uh, this guy committed heresy, and Saint Nick literally almost beat the crap no, he, out of a dude punched, to death. He, he, yeah, he, he almost he almost killed a dude. He did yeah, him yeah, he was he just like, him yo, pretty good. Let's throw down, and dude. he did. Good job, you know, he's like, Jesus ain't my, fr- my friend, his family. And then, like, Vin Diesel, the dude. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the furious ride guy. Yeah, true story. Yeah, true. so in so other words... This, uh, so the the most Christmas thing you could do is beat up a heretic. Yeah, are, are you saying, yeah. like, it's almost or to the level of, of uh, the, the new Santa movie, like, Violent Night? Did you ever see that? Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I saw the trailer for that. Oh, it's hilarious. It's not Christmas if you don't punch a heretic. Oh, Did yeah. Asher watch that with you too? No. Um. So, anyway, so that's kind of like my uh, my background moment, my you know my phone background moment, uh, screensaver moment. Wallpaper is the moment. is the, the wallpaper moment is the juggernaut. Um, what I really am loving about this run, and I said it last time as well, is it feels like a D and D campaign. Truly, yes. Because you have these serious, total BA buff, manly characters. You have like the gunslinger, like, Justice Warrior, the Punisher, and you have the Barbarian, Juggernaut, and then, like, the lawful good, like, I don't know what Foggy is. Wizard, (laughs) wizard, I guess, um, because he's useless. He's like, oh, I can, uh... And then he ends up doing something by accident. accident. Um, So you, you you have all these characters, right, and in the settings... It feels it feels like a D and D campaign because like very serious characters, very serious storyline and content, but then you have just like the people interactions, which completely breaks it. The go, you know, pulling the van through space, mm-hmm. right? Oh, is that a screaming goat? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So, uh, the Punisher uh, carjacked the goat. Well, it was parked illegally. Um, and in this, in this, in this run, in this book, it pans over where Foggy's calling Daredevil, and it's like right after Secret Realms, right? It's just post-Secret, uh, no, not Secret Realms, War of the Realms, and so they're all eating shawarma, Wolverine's there, Captain America, <laughs> uh, Thor, they're all hanging out, and Foggy's, you know, ring up Matt Murdock, and they're like having their, you know, their celebratory thing, and you, you see Thor, he's like, yo, is that Foggy? Can you ask him where my goat is? <laughs> um, and he gets his goat. No, so, no, no. The, pun- no. the Punisher is not returned. 
the goat. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 keeping the goat for the entire run. And and who can blame him after that goat did what he what it did to that ice giant? Oh yeah, he he had but a ice giant, and he did to the ice giant what my dog did to my knee. Yeah, yeah. like legitimately. Much. So I so far, dude, this this run is uh, solid. It's still five out of five screaming goats for me. I'm, I'm honestly right with you, man. Yeah. Um, actually, no, I'm gonna. Puking juggernauts is what we're changing it to. <laughs> so the Moon Baron chose well. So far, absolutely. Wow. Like I would. Matt was not the worst is, for once. Can't believe it. Yeah. Now, you know, if you when it comes to yet, the Punisher, Matt knows his stuff. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Matt, it's a Christmas miracle. Matt is a Punisher fanboy, so I think he picked a book that I think he knew everyone would enjoy. Oh, it's bringing tears to my eye. Yeah. Oh. If you so haven't, good. if you haven't read it yet, go get it. Yeah, Punisher Kill Crew. Uh, and I think there's only like five issues, right? Yeah, so it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty quick and easy read. Yeah, so cool. next issue, The Sword and the Skull, super metal epic cover as usual. Like, every oh, cover cool. should belong on the side of some hippie van. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes. And so we're going to be seeing The Black Knight in the next issue, and I am so excited for it. It's going to be awesome. Um Anyways, Agreed. what's also really awesome is our comics list, but we're going to go ahead and let my good friend Tommy Green tell you more about that. I'm Tommy Green, the executive director of Run Against Traffic. We exist to give everyday people like you the tools necessary to fight against human trafficking and raise awareness and funds for the long-term aftercare of its victims. Become someone's superhero today at irunagainsttraffic.com. All right. So that's super cool. Um, for real, though, guys, if you can go to irunagainsttraffic.org and, you know, donate a dollar, donate whatever you can uh, to help fight human trafficking because human trafficking sucks. Agree. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yes. Um, on to the comic list? Yes, we're going to go to the comics list, where the list of comics that are coming out um, this upcoming Wednesday of the release date of this episode that we have released for you to listen. I am not saying this in a really long fashion to buy myself time to let it load. Okay, I'll read Dark Load. Dark Load? (laughs) Dark Load? (laughs) I will Dark Load the comics list. Dark Horse Comics. Coming out. Adapter diatribe paper. No kidding. Jelly keys. Fun for babies. Not for Batman. We should all just read it like sorry. All right. Had to to clear my throat. Um, Avatar adapt or die trade paperback. Confabulation and anecdotal autobiography hardcover. Count Crowley. Volume 2, Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter trade paperback. Cyberpunk 2077, You Have My Word trade paperback. Last of Us, Part 2, Abby, that's a figure, not a comic. Um, Lonesome Hunters trade paperback. Masters of the Universe, Masterverse number 1 of 4. Mind MGMT bootleg hardcover. Nexus Nefarious hardcover. Plants vs. Zombies. Volume 20, Faulty Fables Hardcover. Resident Alien, The Book of Love, number four of four. And White Savior, number two of four. Cool. Nice. 
DC Comics. Yep, best Batman voice since it's DC. Yeah, you you, you got to do the Batman voice. Or worst bro. Batman voice. God, you know. Aquaman. 80 years of the... Uh, yeah, I can't do it. This is, this is Batman Aquaman. if he grew up in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty dark city, so... Aquaman, 80 years of the King of the Seven Seas, the deluxe edition hardcover. Batgirls, number 15... Batman number 131, Batman uh, Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries number 5, yeah. Batman Beyond Neo Year, trade paperback. Batman Beyond the White Knight number 8. Of 8. Of 8. Batman Incorporated number 5. Batman Spawn, number one. Batman The Adventure Continues, season three, number two of seven. Going Batman The Dark Knight, Detective Volume 7, trade paperback. Danger Street, number three of 12. I Am Batman, number 18. I I think you need to say that with the Batman Batman voice, please. I'm Batman. Thank you, Steve. I'm a bat. I'm a bat. Freaking bats. <laughs> <laughs> we were all thinking it. All right. All right. I don't even know where I'm at. Icon. Icon versus hardware number one of five. Lazarus Planet Dark Fate number one. One shot. There's a lot of this. Yeah, there is a lot. And, le- yep, there's more of that. Okay. Mad Magazine, number 30. Sweet. Sandman, volume 5, trade paperback. Swamp Thing, Green Hell, number 2 of 3. Wildcats, number 4. And Wonder Woman, volume 3, The Villainy of Our Fears, trade paperback. And that is it for the DC comic list. Cool, I will do image. Three keys of five. (laughs) Number five of five. Wait. What? What? I don't even know what you're saying. Oh, you skipped no. IDW. Oh, well, I guess I'll do... I, I'm Just gonna, do both. I'll finish, oh, I'll okay. finish Image, and then he'll do yeah. IDW. Yeah, that's... All right, Brute, number three or four. There's some variants for that. <laughs> Astro City, Metro Book, volume three, trade paperback. Dead Lucky. Dead Lucky, number six, like my parents. They weren't all that lucky. Eight Billion Genies, number seven of eight. Super dead, though. Magic's not real. <laughs> that's not a book. That's just my opinion. Gunslinger Spot, number 17. He's wearing hockey pants. <laughs> Hexway, number three of six. I hate Fairyland, <laughs> number four. You really should check out that book. It's really good. Alexa likes it a lot. Image 30th Anniversary Anthology, number 10. Of 12. Kaya! Number 5. Last Barbarians, number 1. There's some variants. At least we can do number 6. Nemesis, reloaded number 1. That has to be about the Joker. Nemesis, reloaded number 2. Nightclub number three. Of three. Of three. But the one before that was of five. 
Revolvers number four. But only it took one to kill my parents. <laughs> Bruh. Rockstar and Softboy go to space volume one. That's a graphic novel. Also about my vacation with my son. Shirtless Bear Fighter number two of seven. Forgot number scary. seven of seven. Scurry trade paperback. Torrent number one. Walking Dead 57. What's the furthest place from here, number 11? Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. I'm a bit. <laughs> I'm parched. Wow, dude. I, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, all right. Was, I, IDW. IDW. We have Star Trek Resurgence, number four. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number Teen, one. Teenage? <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtles, number one. You know what really gets me grinding them teenagers? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sounds like the aliens from Galaxy Quest. I could just pick. Teenage Mutant. Newton Ninja Turtles, <laughs> the Armageddon game number five. He doesn't even know how to say normal anymore. Cause and uh, yeah, thanks guys. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Armageddon game opening moves trade paperback, and that is it for IDW. You will gosh. All right. Thing Who's going? Marvel Ooh. Oracle. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm not doing Batman. I'm just doing me, and I sound like Batman. <laughs> Um, okay. Amazing. Oh wait, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think we were gonna notice? Brian. This is my husband. Brian. Amazing Spider-Man. Brian has a Batman fetish. By Wells and Romina Jr. Volume Three, Hobgoblin Trade Paperback. Avengers End Times Marvel Tales Number One. Avengers Forever Number Fourteen. Um, Captain America by Nick Spencer, Omnibus Volume 1, hardcover. Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty Volume 1, Revolution, trade paperback. Captain Marvel, number 46. Daredevil and Elektra by Chip Zdarsky, Volume 1, The Red Fist Saga, trade paperback. Daredevil Epic Collection, Volume 1, The Man Without Fear, trade paperback. Doctor Strange Epic Collection, Volume 11, Nightmare on Bleecker Street, Trade Paperback. Edge of Spider-Verse, Trade Paperback. Fantastic Four, Number 4. And a bunch of variants. Hulk Number 12. Hulk Planet, Hulk Omnibus, Hardcover. Invincible Iron Man, Number 1. Invincible Iron Man, Number 3. Invincible Iron Man, Number 3. Variants. Iron Man Volume 4, Source Control Trade Paperback, Marauders Number 11, Marvel Knights Make the World Go Away Trade Paperback, Marvel Masterworks The Invincible Iron Man Volume 16 Hardcover, uh, Marvel's Voices Wakanda Forever Number 1, Mary Jane and Black Cat Number 1 of 5, uh, Mary Jane and Black Cat Number 3 of 5, Apparently we don't know what number two is. Monica Rambo Photon, number three of five. Murder World Moon Knight, number one. Nightcrawlers, number one. Scarlet, of three. 
of three, sorry. Scarlet Witch number one, and that's second printing. Spider-Man number five. Spider-Man The Lost Hunt number four of five. Star Wars number 31. Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 31. Um, Star Wars Bounty Hunters Volume 5, The Raid on the Vermilion Trade Paperback. Timeless 2022, number one, second printing. Wasp, number two of four. Wolverine, number 30. X-Men, number 19. X-Men Hellfire Gala, Immortal Trade Paperback. Extreme X-Men, number three of five. And that's it. I think you should just read the comic list every time, Christy, because you through that with like like butter. Oh, that's yeah, that was pretty good. All right, I'm gonna read our um, long list from Titan Comics Sweet. or Titan Books. We have Marvel's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the official movie special hardcover. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Accurate. And that's the end of the list. So we go the red catcher. We have conversation. Alright, we're gonna pause, take a break, and come back with the main topic. I'm gonna make a mat. Really? No. Did we catch that on? That's that's no. That's no. Crash. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm not generic and like, oh Ryan Reynolds, uh. I'm Wait, sorry, what? Huh? <laughs> Every, apparently all dudes on earth have a man crush on Ryan Reynolds. I don't see it. No. No, not me. Only when he was the Green Lantern. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome back. We're back. (laughs) Brian's only man crush is Larry Hemsworth. (laughs) Just just Larry Hemsworth. That's it. Well played. (laughs) Nicely done. Uh, what is our main topic? So, so our main topic Jake? is we are talking about um, fandom economics, and we're going to be discussing whether we believe the fans are actually in control of the economy within fandom. Um, if we're losing it, do we actually still retain all that power? And in basically, like, how much say do we really have when it comes to companies and or entities that produce and or own, I guess, uh, IP and properties within within fandom, um, and so we're we're gonna we're gonna discuss that because we are seeing a ton of, well, you know, Star Wars land and. Oh, don't worry about it. I just heard just uh, the way you said it. Oh, it okay, funny. something else. I was trying not to de- derail us, Jake. Well, too late. I saw your lips moving, Steve. <laughs> I mean, Brian's are licking his lips because he's thinking of Ryan Reynolds right now, but we won't. That's a different main topic. Just Batman. Um, <laughs> um, so we're 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 gonna be we're gonna be talking about kind of just like as fans, how much control do we have versus these these corporations, and um, if it's a good or a bad thing. Um. So yeah, uh, I I guess I'll I'll go ahead and start. Um. So. Me personally, like right with my with my personal beliefs, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a capitalist uh, first and foremost. Um, I'm also a, a minarchist, right? So I'm very big on um, minotaurs. No, so it's it's like the it's the train stop right before you arrive into to being an anarchist. 
Um, I'm still very much a libertarian. I believe we should have a government, but I don't think the government should have as much control as we do. And so my capitalistic beliefs also align with that. I believe in an open market, but I don't. I think there needs to be a um, a fence that keeps them from creating lobbyists and or getting into the realm of crony capitalism, which we see largely with Amazon is the probably a perfect example of what crony capitalism looks like versus, you know, munchies, the barbershop I work for, uh, Matt's and I's dice company are probably more true capitalistic ideals of like, hey, the government really shouldn't have any right into what we're doing if we're not harming people and not breaking any laws. Right. Where Amazon goes out of the way to manipulate, break, and or change the laws into their favor. Um, so like a level of checks and balances. Mm-hmm. But the community is the one that's che- supposedly checking. The open market does that. That's Correct. what it's supposed to do. So, Naturally. Yeah, organically. That, yeah. And that's, that's a capitalism is really, really good. What crony capitalism is, is China's so, version of capitalism, which is communism within a capitalistic economy some level of centralized control yeah yeah um yeah i'm with you just like what (laughs) so the so the the biggest thing is so we're looking at companies like netflix wizards of the coast or not wizards hasbro for example um ea games with their microtransactions um uh, Comic-Con International, like claiming they own the term Comic-Con, are all perfect examples, I think, of egregious acts against the people and the fans of those who are take deer or charge and, I guess, um, responsibility for these, for these fandoms, <clears throat> right? So, right. as well as, like, the amber heard and what she did to johnny depp and ezra miller and people boycotting so on and so forth mm-hmm. um so i i feel like five years ago or i'd say six years ago is the fans had complete and absolute control over fandom right um our interests our things that we were talking about the things that were trending on social media for us really kind of controlled the atmosphere of the fandom e- economy which is a huge reason why funko did so well is because we are buying into certain things and allowing Funko to rise up into the ranks of becoming a household fandom product. The only reason Funko did so well is because of nerds and the impact that we have on the nerdy economy. Sure. However, I think we're seeing a precedent of that changing with companies starting to see that we have power over it, like us nerds decided one day that we wanted Dogecoin to make people millions of dollars and we did it and the suits were not happy and I'm not saying that's the tipping point but I think for a lot of nerdy companies that became a realization on how much control that we have over the things right we could wake up and decide one day that we're like oh D&D's not cool anymore and we could run Wizards of the Coast out of business within a day Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we could put Nintendo out of business and they make enough money where they don't need to make a dime for the next 150 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's some sort of crazy number like that, that <clears throat> Nintendo has enough money where they're self-sustained for a crazy amount of years. Um, but mm. the, the, the point is, is I do pee in properties, actually. Steve. Yeah. I just I yeah. just read that. Yes. That's the point. Yeah. 
All the time. All the time. Second time derailed for that. <laughs> uh, I, I looked down and I was like, I like saw Juggernaut's face and I was like, oh, P, properties, yes. Um, <laughs> so you were saying. I was, what, I'm, what I was saying is, so now you, <laughs> we're, we're entering in this kind of almost battle between the fans and the companies of who ultimately controls fandom. Is it these corporations that produce these products and that pee in the properties? Or, <laughs> you know, so is it us or them that controls it? I think they're trying to wave a big stick around saying, like, we make these things, and so therefore we control what you buy, how much you buy it for, and if we don't exist, then your fan does not exist. Mm-hmm. I think that's true to a, a point, but I think ultimately... Without us, they don't have Jack. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, um, the fans have more power. And personally, I feel like a lot of these companies are creating acts of tyranny that need us to have a, a revolt in some sorts where we're taking back the fandom and we're not going to be treated as dollar signs because, again... I'm for capitalism. Make your buck, right? Make your homemade dice, make your miniatures, sell them online. Um, but the moment that a company starts treating us like dollars and that's all we are, I don't think you deserve to to have those properties. You're being irresponsible with your capitalistic property and it should be taken away from you. So let me let me start by saying this, the the definition of fandom is the state or condition of being a fan of someone or something. So in the true definition of the word, they can never steal the fandom from us. They can they can they can definitely like in the, jack in, up prices, they in can the do spirit, different things. In the spirit of it, they can. Legally though, it's been proven otherwise because Comic-Con International trademarks and owns the term Comic-Con. So if you say Comic-Con okay, but you on can, air, you, 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 they could sue you. So, Comic-Con. <laughs> but <laughs> that's not how that works. That's uh, absolutely not how that works. No. The, the idea that they can steal our fandom away, or the idea of the, basically the love of being you know comic book nerd or... A, com- a comic bird? A comic bird, yes. Oh, that should Squawk. be a thing. <laughs> Our words are awesome tonight. Um, comic you, birds. You, you for just life. can't steal that away from from the person um, that, that's originally the fan. You can make it difficult to um, participate in, you know, um, buying things like. Um, yeah, for the fandom, but they they can't necessarily steal that. Just just saying, in the original scope of things, they can't steal away um, our love of all things nerdy. No, I I I absolutely agree with you on that. Um, on there, and I think that's why I. I guess why I kind of want to have this, 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 like us having this main topic is because what we see these corporations doing is they're trying to take, they're trying to 
own that that love, right? They, they're, they're they're trying to sell us or claim ownership of that that feeling. Um, and I'm not saying when I say like I don't like what Hasbro is doing or anything like that. I'm not saying I don't like the companies um, or the products that they're producing. Here's the thing: Hasbro's action figures are super cool. They're fantastic. They make some of the coolest figures at an affordable cost um, or be able to get that people have right now, right? Especially within fandom Marvel and whatever, um, you know, and Netflix producing Umbrella Academy, super cool. You know, I, I'm not, I don't hate the products they produce. However, some of their company practices I don't agree with. And I think it, it encroaches on the, I guess, the tyrannical, uh, you know, invasion of our fandom where they went from being like, hey, we're fans with you guys. We support you too. Actually, so we're not fans with you guys. Uh, we're the lords over it. And if you don't play our game, we take it away from you. Um, which is what we, and so we're, we're like I said, we're kind of seeing this uh, upcoming civil war between fans and, and the companies. Yeah. And I, I personally don't think push comes to shove. They're not going to last because we'll just move on. Right. Um, Funko is recently getting a bunch of uh, their their stocks are dipping out because the fans have decided that they're this huge collectible and that they belong in all the fandom households. Right. Like you have your Marvel anime or whatever. And then they overproduced and they overstepped and they started producing crap that we don't care about. Mm-hmm. And now people have started buying less and less of them. Um, we have seen began to see uh, scalpers and so on and so forth. And so the fans have decided that there's a that chasing these products aren't as necessary as they once were. And now Funko's, I don't want to say backpedaling, but they have gone back to the roots of producing con, uh, products and items for fans based off of the love of collecting versus the potential value that they can produce in the long run, um, which I think is, is the right way, right? Like it's, it's super cool if you have a Funko worth like five or $800, but it shouldn't be extremely hard to get to the point where you want to give up collecting it, right? Because at that point, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Correct. So, I think, again, just kind of coming back to this, it's we are in control simply for the reason that we have the right to purchase or not purchase these items from these corporations. You know, so just like you were saying, you know, Funko, for example, you know, they saw their their stocks dip, you know, and it's this this idea of checks and balances, mm-hmm. you know, that we all have um, as, as a as a fandom community, we all have responsibility to say, hey, you know, that's not right. You know, um, not saying that we should do like, for example, what what happened with Wizards of the Coast and everyone just completely boycott for stupid reasons. Uh, if you didn't listen to that podcast, by the way, as far as us talking about Wizards of the Coast and that whole thing, go back a couple weeks and, and listen to that. But um, it, it really is um, it's our responsibility. I'm cool with the boycott that they did on Wizards. Just like I think if that's what they wanted to do for the reasons that they thought that they were doing it, it showed wizards that they were mad for a reason. And sure. that was something to look into. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're, we're kind of talking about here is like, we, 
we as fans don't want them to be taking advantage of our absolute love for certain characters and certain things um, and <clears throat> just making a number out of us like Jake was saying making that number bigger and bigger until we no longer are really able to indulge in that that thing anymore that we loved just because they think they can milk us for more of it or whatever like we want to make sure that I don't know if if you start a company because you want to get something to people that you think they really enjoy that's awesome when your vision after that becomes now that I know that they're into it and I really like it I'm going to start making sure that they're so hooked on it that they start to pay more and that it's the it's the, it's the drug dealer effect right yeah like it's the, absolutely the, the, the first the, the yeah the first hits free mm -hmm. yeah. you know and then you get so uh, you get you get yeah. so conditioned to it that you will do whatever's necessary yeah. to 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 feed that it like pay five thousand dollars for a hotel stay and yeah and when being yeah. a fan of something <laughs> becomes like it goes behind a paywall after a while all of a mm -hmm. sudden like if if I want to see something about Superman I have to actually pay for it like. More in, than, in addition to already buying the product. Yeah, in yeah. addition to what I've already like. That just seems bleh. It's scummy. Me. And it does not seem like I have control anymore. It seems like yeah. it's kind of been taken out of my hands. And so I guess I'll just, and, and I was talking to you about this earlier, Jake. I'll be like, okay, fine. I'll be done being a fan of this thing. I'm going to go be a fan of some other thing mm -hmm. that is more accessible to me. But it's still, it, like, it, it pulls on my heart a little bit that I would have to, like, right Because yeah. your, your love... With, with in that in that sense comes with conditions, right? Mm -hmm. We love these things because th th there are conditions to them, right? They, uh, you know, they're 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 one healthy for us. They help us cope and or you know pass time. Mm -hmm. They create a sense of purpose for us. They're tied to our identity somehow. And the moment that you start breaking those conditions within that contract of that thing, then we walk away and we find something else. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, like, rather than paying the prices for, you know, Netflix or whatever, I'm just going to not do Netflix and I'm going to go be on somebody else's platform or not even on a platform and start, I don't know, watching plays in the local area. Right. And I, I think there's 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 a, a good example of how it should be in the right way to do it is in when Wizards, when Dungeons and Dragons was first becoming a, a, a game, um, they were finding artists off the street and they were having kids submit artwork and stuff like that and mm. you know what they're doing is they're copywriting you know they're breaking the law but then they would go hire these people and put them in the artwork and Marvel's notorious for doing this right like you could have a uh, Marvel sketch artist or executive at a comic con at some point um, you know walking the halls and you see some nobody no name artists you know coming up with sketch and renderings of their their property of wolverine captain america uh so on and so forth and they have every legal right to slap them with the book and being like hey like this is stealing you're making money off of our <coughs> of of our characters right like they legally could do that but what they tend to do is they're like hey you have a really good artistic vision in like a, a unique representation of this character how about you come work for us 
have a contract. We'll give you some covers. We'll give you some pages. We'll give you a run. And instead of having to go from convention to convention, you actually make a money of this, right? Mm-hmm. And that is that's a responsible way of a company taking care of their fans because this person went not only just from a fan, you know, putting you know I guess their their love and their interest for a property or a, a, a piece of fandom, and you know turning it from a hobby to a business to. Uh, you know, showcase their art, but also to make a living, you know, and sharing that love with them in an appropriate way and being rewarded for that Mm -hmm. versus, you know, having a cease and desist from the mouse, which, you know, Disney's been doing that, right? Like the people have been making these, uh, the biggest instances that I've heard of is if you go into Etsy, you know, you could order custom Mickey Mouse ears for your trip to Disneyland, Mm -hmm. right? Well, Disney doesn't like that. Rather And rather, instead of hiring these people, you know, and contracting them to, you know, doing some sort of license deal, they just tell them to do a cease and desist and take away the option of completely of having a licensing agreement um, on there, which to me, it's like, yeah, you want to try to keep as much money as you can, but in the long run, I think it could be more harmful doing that to fans because then, you know... Your your Mickey your Mickey Mouse ears that you're selling are eight, twenty, fifty times more than what this Etsy yeah. person is, and the per, the person on the Etsy has the heart, the personality, the care, and the love that they put into this personalized mm-hmm. item for them, that so they can go spend thousands of dollars at the place mm-hmm. that yeah. you want them to buy your ears from. It'd be better for them to partner with Disney rather than yeah or maybe look the other way but that being said they can't just hire every person that's making stuff because they already have people hired that are doing those things right but what's wrong with just looking the other way no I'm yeah Yeah. honestly like here like here's the thing that's the thing why slap them with a cease and desist because now what you've done is fans get a hold of that and they're like that's kind of scummy and then you slow like like with Netflix and also, if you look the other way, where does it stop? That's exactly yeah. if you don't have a standard too. to stand by. Right, but so you do have you do you do have standards. So a good perfect because because then it's like it's just oh this person you allowed to, but now no, that you're all not going to allow me to right. do so it. You, yeah. have, you have to yeah. look at your company morals and what you stand for as a company, and you have to gauge within that. Right. So for a good example of an instance where where you where when do you stop it is there's. A content creator of sorts uh, who was a fan of Pokemon, you know, a fan of that kind of stuff, um, using the word Poke Princess and having certain type of content um, being produced along with the other more appropriate content out there while still using the same name, using images of Pokemon and so on and so forth in all this, this stuff. So Instead of looking the other way, the Pokemon Company International had decided to hit her with a cease and desist. She attempted it and she lost, and then had to pay them money. Right. So obviously there there is a line where companies do have the right to be like, hey, if you want to continue to do this, yes, you but- have to make sure you're aligned with our values as a company. So, you know, if let's say someone's doing a Song of the South Mickey Mouse ears. That's probably not something Disney wants out there, you know. Um, so I think there are appropriate times to be like, hey, you can't 
do this. Yes, we're not talking about inappropriate things. We're just talking about where do, where does the line get drawn when you when it's not just a handful of people doing this, but it's, it's hundreds or even people. thousands because yeah. that starts hurting a company. Right. When you can't sell your own stuff because there's so much of it on the market now. Right. So then at that point, as a company, I think the thing is is to look at where you're at and figure out why you're not making money because you're, you're not making money because everybody else is doing it and doing you're allowing it, yeah. them to do it. So why buy from you when we can buy it from anybody else? So I think instead of like, I mean, because it's a slippery slope. We're, we're talking to, about copyright yeah. infringement really here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that whole idea of original, you know, everyone has entitlement to their own original work. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I don't really think that really, I mean, incorporates the products for sure. And, um, I'll agree somewhat, Jake, in the principle, just saying that, you know, there, it's good when companies can bring on people, um, and and do that in certain, certain cases, Mm -hmm. but in the long spread, um, look at it. You just—it's it, not just a black and white issue, right? No, there's there's obvious gray area, but the 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 point is right is obviously everything's a case by case basis. But when you're looking at someone who has taken care of the intellectual property, they have shown respect to it. There's no malice. There's no, you know, harm being done. They're an actual fan. You know, and you have people who are scalping and, you know, I guess being irresponsible for one to get the cease and desist and the other one to be able to continue doing their thing. That's that's an injustice towards the fandom. And that's and, and we're speaking on the fandom part, right? We could right. We can get in the whole copyright, whatever. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing you still, with the laws. Because you're not hurting the fandom because right. you're always going to be a fan no matter what. Exactly. Unless... Yeah. Unless it's all based on what you buy, and then yeah. that's not. I mean, fandom. that's not that's fandom. Just... But I, so for for us as fans, though, what we buy is a huge part of fandom, right? I'd, I'd say that's yes. about eighty percent of it. So if we if no. we have no, these, I wouldn't say it's 80%. when it comes to that kind of stuff, I buy those things because I'm a fan of what of they this come thing, from, not because it's correct. The I thing will, itself. I will always be like a fan of Star Wars doesn't mean that I'm going to always have the money to buy every little thing that exactly. comes out from Star Right, Wars. but if, if look, let's say Lucas or Disney starts treating Star Wars fans like terribly and they start creating a, a toxic thing for that, you're going to start losing your faith in the fandom and you're no longer going to become not a fan. Not in the no. fandom. No, in the company, sure. Company, yes. But, but, but not in the fandom. Not like... It's not going to make me like... Star Wars any less. So, so you're saying there's nothing that Star Wars as a whatever can do to make you want to be like the idea I, of Star Wars, the the um, the story, the yeah. movies, yeah, the depth, of the it. depth of it. I will always be a Star Wars fan, no matter what the companies decide to do. Period. I, I yeah. think I think there there I think there's a line. There, there has to be a line. There has to be a line at some Why? point which you no. walk away. Why? Why? You like what you like. Why Why does somebody else determine what you like? 
So because if, if someone else's actions, right, let, let's say. But that's that person's actions or that company's actions. That has nothing to do with you what have, you like. You have every right to disengage yourself from what that company or is from doing. New products yeah. Or from the new products. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not a big but fan of Ezra Miller, but like. I love The Flash. I, I, I think we're movie. talking about right. two that's, separate that's, issues that's, here. That's, yeah. that's different, right? Um, it's still the company doing something and the depth of, you know. Right. And so when we're, when we're talking about the economics of that, right, for this discussion, there has to be a line drawn where you don't necessarily walk away from the fandom, but you, you walk away from the monetization of that fandom for the sake of protecting it, right? Because at the end of the day, I think we're ultimately responsible for taking care of it because we're the consumer. We I have guess the power. losing me on monetization of the fandom. I think what he's saying is if the companies start doing things that we're not liking and so we decide that our fandom is with the older stuff, we're not going to be fans right. of the newer right. stuff. We, the economics is we're not going to buy their newer stuff. So they're going to not be making more better things anymore because they're not going to be getting as much money. So the economy of that depends if they is still make something that I like, way. I'll still buy it. Yeah, but what because, we're saying is if yeah. they make something that people start to not like. Well, and yeah. the, and yeah. so we kind of recede back into this is what we liked before. We're not going to go into what you're doing now. Like their economy is going to get smaller going yeah, like, forward. What these companies that have control over these properties believe that they can tell us and determine what they think is valued. And they do to a degree. But at the end of the day, we have, I believe that us as fans will continue and always have absolute control over the fandom. We decide what's worth value and what's not. Yeah. That's there's, a, there's, that's nothing, exactly right. there's yeah. nothing they can do. If Marvel decided yeah. to go to every single convention and slap a fine or a fee or a lawsuit on every indie comic creator that's been drawing Wolverine on there, Marvel would lose money overnight. Because at that point, that's how we got Mark Brooks. That's how we got Tim Sale. That's how we got Kapoor. That's how we got McFarlane, dude. So if they start, you know, thinking they're they're hot and they want to, like, punish us by doing... I don't yeah. believe they'd actually I think do that. Comic book companies are a special case, though, too, because right. that doesn't work with most companies. Right, but I, I'm, I'm coming up with an over-exaggerated, egregious yeah. example of like, if they decide to wake up and do that one day, and they outlaw all outsourced, unapproved, licensed material, the fans would, within minutes, decide Marvel's not anything to us, and it would be. It's like the '90s, right? The '90s. People weren't buying Marvel Comics because it was garbage. Thor had a ponytail. Um, Nova had a rat tail. It was terrible. That's coming from somebody who wasn't around really in the 90s so much. You look at all the Marvel. Marvel almost went out of business in the 90s. Yeah, but it kind of reflected what... The time. It reflected the time very much. Yeah. Yeah. It's stupid now, it but started, it very much so reflected the that, 90s. That actually started before the 90s. It started late 70s, early 80s and carried on. Yeah. And, and it, look at those time periods and look at how people looked, too, and what people were making. It was... It reflected the time period. It was just, It was bad. It was just, It was not... They were not I'm not saying it was content. good, but... Um, so, anyways... But there were some so, really good runs in the 90s. A lot the, of good comics in the 90s. 
but in, in Marvel's case, they weren't. They were. I'm they talking were, about Marvel, but continuing. The so the numbers would show otherwise. Like okay. in your personal opinion, sure, but like on a national scale, Marvel okay. was the least grossing comic book company, and they had to have money from DC in order to continue because DC knew if they went out of business, they would go out of business too. Because without your competitor, you can't make money, and then Marvel sold their property, their rights. Anyways, so again, this is more. Business practices, right? This is not so much fandom. Yeah. Anyways, so because of the story and the content to the fan, most of the fans at the time, they weren't buying these titles. Marvel was going out of business. That is very still much the truth today. Where, you know, we've seen this with this is happening with Netflix right now, right? They've decided to uh, mess around and find out, and people are pulling away, and now that Netflix is losing money and they're panicking. Mm -hmm. It almost happened with Wizards (laughs) of the Coast. I think these companies, not that they're not entitled, I think they should protect, they, they have a business to run. They need to make money, Correct. and there needs to be reasonable rules and regulations in order to do that. No one's, no one's saying that. But the moment that you start encroaching onto the fans and starting trying to put them in shackles and tell them how to be fans, then we're just going to walk away. You know, and okay, oh, again, stand up and say uh, something. And again, I, I will walk away from a company. <laughs> Doesn't mean that it's going to take away love. No, right. That's 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 what I'm that's what I'm saying though. Yeah. We're not we're not walking away from the fandom. You like, okay. So here's the thing, right? Like, you're not going to like not stop playing D and D. Correct. But when they produce new books and new content and other stuff like that, you're not going to waste your time buying it because. Mm, not true. Unless it's something that I really enjoy or like yeah but again it goes back to it, we each individually have a choice mm-hmm. you know um right of what we're going yeah. to support if you look we're, at it from a ten thousand foot view and you see like on mass there's right, an exodus mass. happening yes sure. then yeah th- then obviously there's something there's some shenanigans going right on and i'm not talking about individually right like mm-hmm. to as individuals, of course, you know, we like, oh, I don't agree with this, but if they come out with a really cool figure, of course, we're going to buy it, right? We're nerds. But if we talk on, like, a large scale as a community, right, and they try to control us as fans and tell us how to pay to play, we're not going to take it, and then they're going to be at a loss, and they're going to start losing people and numbers and and, and money. that's how capitalism works. Right. These companies... Right don't think that they think they can um not saying they it, it's it seems as of late these companies think they could just roll up and decide how we're going to operate and then think there's not going to be any consequences for it they think the opposite it seems that way it seems that way but but the whole purpose between behind what these companies are doing whether they're doing it stupidly or not is the fact that they're not making enough money because of because of the way inflation and all this other crap mm-hmm. is right now, they're having to do everything they can to make the money they need so they can pay their people. Right, and I and I agree with doing that. So if if you have a bunch of companies running rampant, or you know, people running rampant, making money off of their stuff, and they're not making money off of it as much anymore, that yeah. starts yeah. to become a problem. Yeah. So the because so then they then, don't have the funds the issue, to pay their so people. So then the issue is is my counter argue is so you're going to punish these people that are making money off your property that you didn't care about before because the government that you've decided to lobby and 
try to control screwed you over, you're going to screw over the people that are giving you money. No. No. I don't think they're intentionally doing no. that. They're going they're, after people. Partially, it's going after people. They're breaking the law. Yeah. I mean, period. At the end of the day, that's what a lot of these companies are doing. And some of them are doing it really stupidly, yeah, these, like Netflix. But these, they, these law, a lot of these laws are made for their own self-interest to, that they that they're not even protecting their their property. They're they're trying to control. They're not people. the ones making the law. Correct. But they're the ones lobbying people to make these laws. No, those laws were made to protect people's business so that they can make money off of it and not go so bankrupt we're, we're, and not be able to feed their families. So when we're these larger corporations, right, they don't, I'm sorry, they don't care about people and their families. They don't care uh, about... Do, no, they do to an extent because if they don't have their employees, I have, they don't have a company. I have spoken with plenty of lobbyists. You know, This that has I, nothing I, to do with lobbyists. Right, so, but it... it it does to a point because here you're what you're telling me is like oh they're just trying to feed their employees and their families they don't care if you if you work for hasbro and you're just a dude that like throws the action figures on a belt they don't care about you steve they do not care they don't care that you're a fan they don't care that you have a kid they don't care that you have i if they lose their employees they absolutely do care because they have to have employees they will just go to china or mexico or somewhere else and outsource it for cheaper they don't care about that what they care about is making as much money no matter how it is. Yes, so they can pay to have a company. No, because so you they understand how companies product. work, right? You have to have enough money to make money. I, I think <laughs> you think that these companies are like more humble. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah. No, okay. it's what I'm saying is. The employees are a number. If you don't have your employees, if you're not keeping them fed, you're not going to have employees, and then you don't have a business. Whether they care about the employees or not, at the end of the day, they General have to keep their employees yeah. on yeah. and not starving okay. so they have a company. Right, but, so, I, but see, what they're doing is they're going after the little man when they should be looking at the people that have caused the problem of the inflation instead of looking at the people that they're trying in to... In a perfect world. Concerned. Yes, in yeah. a perfect world. In a perfect world, world sure. that would be absolutely true. But they right. still got to do what they have the control to do to an extent. So, so again, well, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. The, so the point is, is they're going after the little man... Right, they're doing all this stuff, thinking that they don't, they're not going to get consequences because they have this quote-unquote power. Now they have, they they poke the little guy. They don't realize he's a poisonous puffer fish, right? <laughs> and everyone is starting to be like, "Cool, this guy sucks," and they're taking the thing that they care about and they're taking that piece that they love. They're walking away with it. And letting them suffer with the consequences. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing this exodus. Who's suffering, though? The company. Not the fandom. So which way is it? when the company suffers... Who's actually suffering, though? It seems like the fandom would begin to suffer after a while. Uh, Yeah. Sure. So it it kind of becomes a cycle. Not really, because then new companies will be born from that. So, okay... At first, the fandom will suffer, right? Because the companies are creating this this tyranny, right? But after a while, the fandom gets tired of it and gets up and walk away. And ultimately, I think the companies will lose. My 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 general point is is at the end of the day, these corporations believe that they have control over the fandom, or they they have more. They think they have more control over it. And in reality, us sitting at this table. We ultimately decide what will and will not survive in a fandom. 
we decided the Funko Pops were worth collecting and we made it happen. You know, we've decided what storylines are good or bad, right? Yeah, so at the, the, end, the market decides that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So at the end of the day, I, I think it's a joke. They think they but have But if you're not power. spending money in the market, it doesn't matter. Then you don't have a say. Right. And that's the that's the majority of what they're cracking oh, down. Yeah. What most of these companies are cracking down on are yeah. the people who aren't, yeah, putting the money. But into I think it. they're they're shooting themselves in the foot. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that they don't have the right to do that. Yeah. By doing so, they think they're preventing one thing, but they're actually making the one thing they don't want to happen. Happen. So I will completely agree with you on the second part in that the fandom is in control of the market, right? The corporations, on the other hand, um, I do think that they have some, um, not say in the fandom, but but more, they have a responsibility, um, one, to their own people, to the employees, to... To keep it going, they're stewards of it. Yeah, they're stewards. Yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 don't get me wrong. There's absolutely um, greedy people yeah. in corporations that price gouge, and that's not right. And um, you know, there's and the phantom checks. I wouldn't that. say that it's not right. I think it is right. They have every right to do that. They, they might have every right I don't, to do it. it. It's, it's, it's not responsible. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But the um, fandom is the ones that will check that. Yeah, because when it gets too extreme, I'll, you know, I'll be it's... honest. Like, if Matt and I had millions of dollars and we had the potential to do to price the dice, whatever, yeah, of course I'm gonna mark that crap up. Are you kidding me? I, I'm a, yeah. Like if my, if I think my haircut's worth a hundred dollars, you're you're paying a hundred dollars. If you don't like it, screw off. But the service is always going to normally match what you're getting. Yeah, you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. <clears throat> That's what you think. Well, hey, but I'm, I'm still waiting others. to hear who's, who's getting screwed over <laughs> yeah, by the I'm companies. Kind of, uh, I haven't seen anything anywhere seeing who's getting screwed over. I mean, other than people might, that aren't spending look, the money. It might work for the like, service. Oh, I, I hear the argument. It's just like, oh, well, the corporations, you know, they just want to the, screw the screw the middleman. You know, screw the screw not the middleman. Screw I the mean, yeah. You should screw you the should, tiny people. You should screw the middleman because the middleman what makes it more expensive. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Screw the screw the <laughs> tiny people. You know, well, it's basically I what I hear. It's... But I, in all reality, I, I think it it comes down to again what Steve was talking. Oh, you're about. suffering because you don't want to pay for the content that you're you're trying to take in. Right. I'm sorry. You're not mm. suffering. You're yeah. just being. Right. Now, if they're adding yeah. a lot of fees that are unnecessary, and it's definitely like right, right, it's shenanigans. I, I, then I, I just don't think there's this one extreme. Think things kind of no. get no adjusted. Let's, let's meet in the I, middle. You know? I think yeah. no. I am agreeing that there's a gray area, but I'm using black and white examples. Some discernment, so, so that way, you know, it for the sake of the discussion, we know very clear where the power lies within the economy. Sure. I'm and, still waiting to hear who's suffering here. Well, okay. Though, from so these I think the Netflix dumb argument and not dumb was, decisions. was kind of the, the pinnacle of it because so you've got the people that liked the Netflix and then you've got the Netflix that are like, we're going to we're going to make it more money. And then you've got the people that are like, okay, well then we're going to share our passwords with our family members and we're all going to pool our money together and yeah. watch the same Netflix account. Then you've got the Netflix. It's like, we're going to, you know, stop that. No longer are you going to be able to do that. You have to be in one household. And then, so you've got people Which was people that, always their rule. They which is crazy. Been, why, well, why would you want to hold a house? Anyway. 
So then these people that have decided to come together and pull their money together to do one thing and share their password, which I don't, I mean, I think if you want to give your password to somebody for a thing that you do, it's your thing. But that's just me. A lot of people disagree. It's fine. But Amen, sister. Preach it. <clears throat> Preach it for the choir. I just think that is our argument right now. So there's the fandom of the Netflix. There's the Netflix that is the corporation that is doing the thing. And we're trying to decide between the, the five of us at this table right now, is the little person in their home that is part of the fandom the, the parlay. actually getting hurt by the corporation? I personally believe yes. And some of you might not. That's just, that it's, right, it's okay. Right. We don't have to agree on it. But that is the economy that we're talking so, about. Right. We also the have thing. to look at why are companies raising prices? Because, because they suck. No, no. Because inflation is a thing and they have to raise prices to be able to pay people so people can live. People, right. Because their groceries are like It's a reflection of inflation. So in, in Which all is reality. Fine, but if they raise their prices and didn't change the thing so that you could actually still share your password with your family members and just pay a higher okay. price with so your family when, members. When it, when it comes to price, it'd be different. price change for inflation, I think there's nothing we could do about that. Right. Because that's out of our control, right? With being mad at the companies is irresponsible. Being mad at the government for allowing it to happen is responsible. Sure. Uh, to answer Steve's question, who ultimately suffers? At first, I think the fans suffer for a short time. And because of them suffering, the, the uh, actual how. corporations. How, how do the fans suffer? So we we suffer through, I guess, uh, I guess, tighter rules, regulations. It makes it less enjoyable. It makes it more stressful. Yeah. Because the political, I guess, entanglement that comes with that, and it, it, it muddles up the the joy that comes with it, right? It's an it's an emotional burden that comes with it, right? So when you have a bunch of toxicity and gobbledygook, we're not talking about toxicity. We're just talking about hey, we really need you to pay for this service that we're offering instead of enjoying it for free. Right. No. So because <laughs> that's what it, that's what's happening again. When when you because fandom is emotionally tied, right? No matter what you do. If you change a rule that's unfair or whatever, whatever, all these politics go, let me finish. Uh, yeah. All these politics get muddled up into it and it ruins the spirit. It ruins the thing that you love. So it, for a short time, the fandom, the fandom will before. suffer emotionally. But after a while, we get sick of it and then we decide to not partake in it financially. Ultimately, the company, the company will be the one that suffers, suffers. the most. We I, suffer... It's it's an emotional and mental suffering. I, I guess if How? I guess if you're hold on. I guess if your um if, if fandom if, and, and 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 joy of um being a fan is all tied into materialism and what you then you got a problem. If Absolutely. your emotions are tied in what you can partake of and can't partake of, then you need to take a long look at yourself. Because How do you be a fan of, of something day. if you can't partake of it? No, what I'm you saying is... You can still be a fan. If you can't... You if, still, you, if there's nothing to partake of, then what are you a fan of? But there's still... There's always something to partake of. Yes. You, th at the end of the day, you always have to pay for... Something. Things. I mean, that's how it's always been. Right. That's how it always will right. be. Right. No, I'm, I'm not saying it... But how people are not I don't think that we're with arguing you, with, with, like the, for people the, that want something for free. The issue I think is, is when... A lot of us just want... So, Josh's fault, but we're back. And what do you mean we never went anywhere? So you just stopped talking, talking for about? some reason. My thought was 
I don't think we are talking about people that don't want to pay for something. It's people that don't want to pay a bunch for something, which is why we have families that want to pay a family price to to like watch a thing or to be a part of a fandom and so you know they want to share their password amongst their family members and watch the same stuff that's where we were at yes sir so question what if you don't have friends i mean or family well you aside i think most other people do then you pay for I, so, okay, my issue is the guys that are over here that I love very much are talking almost black and white. Like, you either no. are paying for... No, uh, stop it. Don't start. You either are paying for what you're consuming or you don't want to pay it all and you want it for free. And I don't, I don't believe that that is actually the case. That's... I don't, maybe maybe in in some cases. Okay, that, that's not that. what we I don't, were I don't saying. I think they're talking black and white. I think they're being more in the gray... And they're Good. justifying douchery. No, so no. I only have no. We're not. We're not. We're not. Again, we're, it's not coming down to the point of uh, we agree completely with every single thing that corporations are doing. That is not what we're saying. Josh, you told me when we were not on air that if Jeff Bezos put on a wig and lipstick, you would be all over him. Okay, you thought that in your mind. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> so, so my so. my point is when Steve's asking who's getting hurt. And Jake and I are saying, well, at points, the fandom people are getting hurt. Here's where I'm at. There are people, like, when we're talking about the Netflix thing, I'm using that specifically. Um, so they they raise the price, and then we don't want to pay that huge price, but we want to, like, get our family together and all pool to pay this certain price. Then they want to take away the ability for us to pool all of our money together. So, so this is where... It's not going to be like, I'm not, I'm not cool with the black and white thing. So we're not going to say that there are, these people don't want to pay anything. It's just like, we don't all want to pay the extra amount all the time. Why do we have to do that? So don't. So then we wouldn't. Then here's where this, the economy is coming into play. So that means that the Netflix people, Netflix people are getting less money from people because they're deciding not to. And so the economy, it is smaller for them. So then when they don't get as much money, they make fewer of the things or less quality of the things. And yeah. that makes the people not want to be as much fan of the things that they're making. Incorrect. I think, well, <laughs> I... No, they raise prices exactly. to, they, to alleviate the shortfalls. So then yeah, and again, people. if, so we, if, we're, if, we're, if we're going back into this whole idea... That um, fandom is based on, um, you know, the the things that we, I have to watch something on a certain platform at a certain time. Talking Netflix, for example. Yeah, you might be able, like, if you stop the subscription, okay, I can't see that right now. But does that mean that I'm less of a fan of that? Is it... I don't, I don't think it makes you less... So We're I think, not talking I, about fan versus not so, fan. We're talking about fandom economy. No, Brandon, I know that. So, Brian has had a really good point that I think is a perfect example of what Chrissy and I are talking about. Um, it involves starfish and spiders. If you want to elaborate on that real quick, on that, that 
It, it makes a lot of Okay. It sounds weird, but it's very intelligent, actually. And it well, doesn't mean buttholes, either. <laughs> so, I was surprised. Well, you know, that's kind of where your brain goes sometimes. It's it's an <laughs> odd thing, but we love you. Um, My mother didn't. And I'm that's sorry. why she killed herself. There was this one book. So, yeah, there was this one book called The Starfish and the Spider. I dare you. Very simple analogy, but it blankets just about everything throughout history. And it's just the idea of centralization, which a lot of companies do. They centralize their power. Absolute power can corrupt things. Correct. Because all of a sudden they're like, it's a vacuum. So the analogy is, yeah, a, star, a, a spider, once it loses a leg, it's going to die. It's, you crush it. It's a centralized unit. Starfish, starfishes are not. They, they lose an arm. That arm's going to grow into another organism, and they're going to regrow that arm. Right. So when you have decentralization where you have a fandom that it has their, their opinion matters, and they can kind of control things, it, it's, there is a push and pull. Right. You know, there is these companies that when they recognize that, they're going to benefit. And everybody's going to benefit. So what, so what you're saying is some of these companies treat us like spiders that they can crush us and that we're, we're done. Well, versus the reality is is where fans so, are like the starfish, right? You cut off our limb. We hurt for a little bit. But then what happens is it grows back and then another you know, company or sub company or contract or whatever grows out from that. The, the ultimate point that I'm making is, is at the end of the day, right? We can disagree all we want about like, whether we think these companies are ethical or in the right to do whatever. Um, we're not here to argue that. What we all agree on is at the end of the day, the fandom, the economy of the fandom is completely controlled by us, mm-hmm. despite what yeah. corporations naturally or whatever better decentralized, tr- right? Tries to convey to us, right? We, we are trying to get told that we don't have as much power as we do, when in reality, we really do. Yeah. Um, as, as I mentioned before, Josh messed everything up. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks, Josh. We decided that, you know, okay, Jake. Funko was going to make money and it was valuable. You know, we decided that... But we... I'm kidding. Just continue. Okay. Oh, Steve, Steve's just being a starfish. Um, <laughs> I just don't like Funko Pops. <laughs> right. No, that's but that's, that's, like, that's not your fan. <laughs> yeah. Again, generalization. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I, I, I think these companies, I think these companies are showing an attitude of well, we have control over A, B, and C, so we kind of get to make the ground rules. Within a point, at the end of the day, if we decide not to participate in the shenanigans, mm-hmm. we'll cut our limb off, yep. we'll survive, and we'll still explore and participate in this fandom without you. Mm-hmm. If, if D&D decided to go with a terible gaming Wizards license... Dandy isn't an entity, it's a game. Whatever. <laughs> People get what I'm saying. I'm I'm sorry it hurts you so much, Steve. <laughs> Jeez. Anyways, um, the the point I'm, precision of language, Jake. Anyway, sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll, I'll stop pers- derailing you. I'm gonna <laughs> my foot. <laughs> 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 um, 
<laughs> oh, dang it. Knuckle bump. They love If Wizards other. of the Coast decided to go. Yes. If they yeah. decided to, let's say, continue on with what they're doing, many fans would still participate and play D&D. They would still love it. They would not not, not play the game. I made it very clear that no matter how douchey D&D gets, I'd probably still use D&D Beyond because it's convenient and it's fun for me for to play. And I would still play the game Dungeons & Dragons, right? The company does not dictate how I participate in fandom, which is what Josh is saying. Mm-hmm. However, me supporting and being like, I trust in this company, I believe this company has the best interest for this fandom, will no longer be my opinion, Right, when sure. people are like saying like, hey, do you, like, what's your thoughts on this? I'll be like, hey, these guys are total D-bags, but don't let that from keeping you from playing the game. Mm-hmm. And that's where the starfish example comes from. Emotionally, we hurt, we get screwed over, we lose a limb. However, a new starfish is born, and we get our limb back, and we we walk away from that. Yeah. Where in the end, ultimately, the company will... The companies will have to start to realize that we have the power because they can say that, you know, they can try to trademark certain phrases, words, or whatever. We have the power, Mm -hmm. right? We get to control whether they're successful in continuing to allowing their communities to grow. Because here's the thing. I could make my own Dungeons & Dragons character sheet app, and it could potentially be just as successful or not more for D&D Beyond. And even if it's not, I could use it for my group of community Mm. where we could walk away from that and continue to play that we're doing. That potential's there. Mm -hmm. And they can't stop me. Yeah. They're going to do things that are legal, but absorb their own power. They're going to be the spider as much as they can. But if they're understanding that their customer base, their fandom, has way more power than they realize... Right. They're going to end up right. saying, like, so, oh, we, we need to understand that and respect right. that. Even so though the legally they can trademark everything. That. You know, legally they can just say, hey, this is mine, you know. Correct. But in the long run, when they're looking at their business instead of a five-year plan, they're looking at it like a 50-year plan or a 100-year plan. They're looking at it like the people have a lot more power than we realize. Right. And we need to leverage that for our benefit so everybody wins. Right. So, in the, and that's the, the, that comes down to it is like they could either continue messing around and finding out and they can continue to make state mistakes or they could do what Marvel has done for a long time and participate in the fandom with us. Get on the show floor, hire people, you know, share their content in their, 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 you know, their books and their magazines and, you know, like and share, you know, do all that. So and I think instead of their economy, right. That in, way instead of trying it. to overlord the fandom and being like, well, we own the property. So if you want to play with it, you got to play my game. Right. Or they could be like, Hey, we own this together. We're financially right. responsible, but you're spiritually and emotionally responsible for this. We both have stake in this. What can we do to make this thing better? And I think these companies that own these need to start looking at it like that. Yeah. And well, and the truth of it, working with the, them on it too. Like, yeah, the the truth of it is, the companies that will survive, the companies that will thrive, will do that. Um, I mean, that's the whole point of a free market system, mm-hmm. is that the um, 
it's the survival of the fittest, you know, and, and those that decide to actually go with the customer base yeah. are normally going to win. Yeah. Right. And like I, like I said, I think there's a huge difference between how certain companies treat each, each other, right? Mm-hmm. I think how Hasbro treats their employees versus how Critical Role treats their employees is different. One, the bigger you get, obviously you have more people to manage, mistakes are made, so on and so forth. Um, I don't believe... I, okay, I yeah. shouldn't use Hasbro. We'll say Amazon, right? Amazon treats their people like garbage. They treat them like crap. I'm also a firm believer, if you don't like that job, leave it. Go make money somewhere. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of minimum wage. You know, I don't think that stuff should be regulated. But I do believe in ethics, right? Yeah. The way that Critical Role treats their people is everything they do is for the love of the fandom. Yeah, they love making mm. money. But they're going to make sure their people are fed first. And they there's a genuine care for the people that they've employed versus... Amazon only wants people to fill out their orders so they can continue to make money. Mm-hmm. I think there's an ethical difference there. Yeah. You know, sure. it, it, and I think that's why we continue to see Critical Role get um, such fan admiration and following. Even with their stance, that the neutral stance that they took on D&D, people have such respect for them because they are taking care of the fandom that they have mm-hmm. taken on charge with as well as selling to us, right? The Mighty Nine, Vox Machina, so on and so forth, right? Because yeah. they could make their comic books a super expensive exclusive on their Patreon. Mm. But you can walk down Barnes Noble, and you know their books run a little bit cheaper than some of the other trades. And the reason for this is is because they want to share the fandom with us. Sure. I'm not saying everyone needs to do that. You know, you mm. know the price of your work. You know what your work is valued at. I'm saying there's there's a huge difference between those companies that care about the fandom and have come alongside their fans to be like, hey, yeah, you know, we're not a spider, we're a starfish, and everyone deserves a lick. It's ideal. <laughs> Gross, yeah, that's, that's not ideal. A lot of companies like this, they uh, they 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 start and they thrive with vision, thinking <clears throat> kind of externally from their company. And they grow and explode. When they die, it's because they get very bureaucratic and they look internal at all their little right. statuses and, that's, and features. That's what happened with Blockbuster. They got cocky and people left and went to Netflix. And Netflix has become the thing that they've uh, sworn to destroy. Mm. It's it's <clears throat> ironic. And I think this should be a cautionary tale for fandom companies is you... The moment that you don't fight for your fans and you don't stick on the side of fandom, you've poisoned your well and it will corrupt you. I do think it's ironic that Disney is like, you know, because they, 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 they have become very... Right. I, and they're I like, wish, hey, it's all good. Just share your passion. I wish I could say that Disney was doing it for the right thing. Here's the thing. I think they're Disney's doing somebody. it to be. They're doing it to be sassy, and they're they're well, trying to they're this, trying to sell out someone else. This also are they could be this could be a reflection of Bob Iger being in charge of the company again. Yep. So like he did a lot of dumb crap when he was in charge before, but I think he was still better than what's his face that just left yeah. the company. Like I said, I don't think Disney's like, oh yeah, we care about our fans. I think 
They're just. But they're gonna they're gonna milk it though. Yeah, they're, they're oh, taking advantage don't, of that. They'll milk the crap out. Like they care about their fans, but they, they don't also the milk the crap out like, of them too. Hey, it's the a 50-50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're milking this thing more than Mark Hamill looped that weird space cow for blue milk. <laughs> that what? <laughs> I know exactly that, what you're talking about. Too. Like if, that wasn't blue milk. No, it was not. What? <laughs> Green. That was green. It doesn't matter. The <laughs> point is, no, is Luke Skywalker is Bob Iger, and ne- the Netflix dibol- like debacle is the the drink, and they're just yeah. <laughs> give me more, mom. <laughs> we need video of Jake for this podcast. No, we never need video of Jake ever in a million years. <laughs> Title for this episode. Main topic, multiple choice. Because <laughs> I still don't know what the main topic was because we had like five different things we're talking about I, I all think at the it's same just time. Like, does, I think it's, it's, it was a roundtable discussion of does do the fans ultimately have control over the fandom economy? I think that is a fun question for fans to answer on this podcast is what do you think the title should have been? And In then the you comments. Have a, B, and C. Yeah. <laughs> like we'll have our title, but like, what do you think it should have been called? Yeah. I was really Disney in the blue the milk. Yeah, thing, the, starfish crazy. or what the Dubai? Oh no! They're not in on the the great economic Dubai. What is a Dubai? It's a bidet, but it's bidet. Sorry, I was like, yes, purposeful. Just making up words again. I was. So, well, I was trying to, I was like, Isn't that I was like, like Dubai? Was like, it, sounds, it sounds like Dubai, so it must be Dubai. And then, I, is the, that's how Grog felt. Because we said it was bidetable, because you called Did it a bidet. Did you just say bidet? <laughs> bidet. That was bidetable. I think you meant bidet. 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 No, it's bidet. Bidet. <laughs> oh, I just, because it's for your butt. Did I just, did I just grog myself? Yes, you did. Oh, Congratulations. Oh. Nicely done. But. Well, I can't say anything intelligent for the rest of the night because it doesn't matter now. Because you haven't oh, started you yet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> snap. I'm kidding. He it says some intelligent I would say just wait till you get your next haircut, Steve, but that's not happening. <laughs> how does, I can cut my own hair. Jokes on you. How does it feel? Bick it. Did you tell him to pick it? That's rude. He doesn't he said have bick it. Bick it. With a B. Oh, but I know how like Bic? your bees are like. Yeah, bees. it's terrible. That's, That's just so what everybody says for shaving your head. They say <sighs> I picked it. It was a generic reference, yeah. Yes, it's like Xeroxing something. Yes. I don't. It's like using Kleenex. <laughs> no big. I never have. Never will. Okay, you're we're a real son of a bitch. Let's let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah. this Anyways, has been fun. Off. We're a uh, good time. We'll sign off because it's now the next day. It is. <laughs> Hooray. Anyways, guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, tell us what you what you think. Do you agree or disagree that we have control over the fandom economics? And if you disagree, tell us why. If you agree, well, you're in the right. For that portion of the main topic, I agree. Hooray. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening to Comic Talk 616. I'm Jake. I'm Josh the Button Pusher. I'm the Oracle. I am Han Solo. And I am Steve. Goodbye. Who wants to watch me use the bathroom? <laughs> Wait, was that recorded? <laughs> I hope so. It absolutely is. <laughs>